Dolomiti Sound Stories tanti miei coetanei anch'io a un certo punto ho sentito forte la necessità like many of my peers at a certain point i also felt a strong need to leave to discover the world and to leave it all behind a bit this mountain village of mine which is cortina d'ampezzo so when i had the opportunity during my time at the conservatory i applied for the erasmus scheme and i packed my bags and left After my studies in Valencia as part of my year abroad, I came back to Italy and I continued my studies here. And almost for fun, when this application to look after a mountain refuge appeared, I convinced my sister to apply. She was in a similar situation to me. She had been abroad for many years and she was doing a lot of different experiences and really thought it was a joke. She accepted my proposal and applied to run this refuge. Destiny had chosen for us because she was selected and we both suddenly found ourselves and our whole family laying down more solid roots in our village and starting this adventure which is deeply connected to this territory and its history. Whereas my sister came back from her travels abroad to start this adventure, I started a little research of my own into the history of the mountain refuge. A refuge that was well known where I'd been many times before, but I knew nothing more than this. And in this brief research, I discovered that there was some information in a book by Leone Sinigaglia, Memories of Climbs in the Dolomites. I flicked through it, I found what interested me on the refuge, and I found out who Leone Sinigaglia was, an alpinist, but even before that, and I didn't know this, a musician. I looked, full of hope, again just for fun, if amongst these compositions by Senegalia there was something for my own instrument, the transverse flute. And so Destiny again played the winning card, because amongst the compositions by Senegalia, there was one especially for the transverse flute, accompanied by a string orchestra, a suite in three movements. 
Allora siamo a Renon, questa squadra è una delle squadre migliori dell'Italia. So, here we are in Renon. This team has won several championships. It's actually one of the best in Italy. I've been the sports director of this team for many years. Here with us there are young players from this year's Renon team. We're at the stadium, as you can hear from the noise in the background. We have an indoor stadium with 2,000 seats. The stadium, like many others in South Tyrol, once used to be an open-air arena, indeed. There was natural ice, then we started using the artificial one. I think we're in a beautiful place, ideal for this sport. I'm Adolf Insam. In my life I've played hockey a lot. Of course, when I was young, I've always played in the Hockey Gardena team, as well as in the national one. Then, at the end of my career as a player, I became a coach. I trained teams for the second division and junior leagues for many years. At the same time, I trained also the junior national teams up to the major league. I also trained the national team A, so I've been a coach until 2015, and then became sports director of the Renon team. Well, of course, hockey has a great tradition in South Tyrol, Trentino and Veneto. In part, that's also due to the weather. Hockey is quite popular in several regions, like Lombardia, for example, and in some areas of Piemonte. But the majority of the teams are in Trentino Alto Adige. Here children start playing at five, six years old. During the first three, four years, it's just fun. But after a couple of years, you already see if someone has what it takes. First of all, if he's good at skating, and then, of course, if he has a good control of the hockey puck. Back in my days, it was different. For example, I was a very fast player, but physically I was a bit like now, medium-built, not bulky, while today it's completely different. If you don't have a strong muscle structure, you don't go on, because now, compared to 20 years ago, there's much more physical contact. There are much more tackles in the rink. Speed and technique are still important elements, but now you also need to have a strong physical structure, otherwise you risk getting hurt. There's a kind of natural selection because up to 13, 14 years old, everyone usually plays, it's fun, you know. Then when things get more serious, like when you start to tackle in the rink and so on, that's when you find out who really has talent, who is determined enough, who is really willing to step it up. So it's a bit of a natural process. Who really wants it and is talented gets there at 18, 20 years old, while many others just keep on playing at an amateur level. As a player, there's the desire to play, the passion, the adrenaline of the game. As a coach, it's the same thing, more or less. You attend the match, and even if you're not playing in the ring, you still get nervous, 
You really want to win, and you have to convey your will to win to the team. There's the strategy, the technique, and then at the end of the game, here comes the adrenaline which you have to manage somehow. A player plays, sweats, wins or loses, sometimes gets pissed off, and it all ends with the game. Instead, if you're a coach, often it takes you hours to let go of all the adrenaline and the tension. If it goes wrong, you just can't relax. Let's say these are the two sides of the coin about being a coach. Almost anyone can get to coach in the junior league, but only a few get to a professional level. Working at a professional level in major pro teams like we have, for example, Bolzano, Busteria, Asiago, it means working mainly with foreign players, so you have to manage them, and it's not easy. It's a process. One can say that you're good or not, but in the end, the best are those who win. So if you win, you gain confidence, self-esteem, and you go ahead. Here are the guys. There's Marco and this is Alan. 40 years ago I trained his dad in the junior national team. That tells you how old I am. In his teens, Marco has played in Canada, so he gained experience there. He belongs to a generation of the middle, while Alan is very young. He also comes from the area of Bolzano, from Caldaro. That is a team at a slightly lower level. Alan spent three years playing in Finland in the junior league, so he already has entered a mentality of professionalism. And at the end of his activity in the junior league, now he plays here in Renon and has, unlike many other local players, the right attitude. That's really wanting to become a professional, living from it, as Marco did. Of course, you couldn't do such things back in the days. I was working in the bank all day and training at night. So, as I said before, there are three different stages. Let's say that the next generation that followed this path is the one between Marco and Alan. If you want to emerge, then you probably have to go abroad, at least from 15 to 18, 19 years old.
Io penso per tutti che sono cresciuti in questa zona. I think for everyone who grew up in this area, we're born with the skis attached. It's almost a duty. At the age of three, you put on your skis and off you go skiing. And after skiing, you take part in the first little competitions. And my instructor saw me come down and he said, well, you can try the ski club then. We skied all winter. After school, we put on our skis and we went to our little ski lift near home. And what we did was, of course, there you would really learn balance and to ski. And then you do the races and slowly you see what happens. Ah, she's good. You can carry on or you can't carry on. I have to thank my instructor that got me into the national team. And it was a great experience to see the world in Europe. But skiing has become much more of a serious sport, a lot more. What matters the most is the brain. You've got to get up with a lot of motivation as you leave the morning at 5 a.m. and you go to a competition and that competition lasts just 50 seconds. So you must have a great deal of motivation, of spirit. And I always say it's important to have fun. If you do a sport and you have fun, then it's already great. In my group of nationals, we were 13 girls, of which one really made it, and she's called Isolde Kostner. There is also the saying that getting to the European Cup is possible, but staying there, now that's the difficulty. If you don't take the risk, you can't win. And if you start to think, oh gosh, I should slow down. No, slowing down doesn't exist. You've got to go for it. You've just got to go for it. You can't think. The more you think, the worse it is. Staying up there, at that high level, that's the hard part. I'm Marco Insam, I'm 34 years old. I work as a professional ice hockey player. This is my second season here at Renon as a defender. I started skating during kindergarten, so I was around three or four years old. At the beginning, I attended usual skating classes, which weren't a lot of fun. But at home, I always had hockey sticks, the small ones with little balls, so I was going around the house throwing the ball and so on. Then for a while, I skied and played hockey at the same time, but I enjoyed hockey way more because I was always there with other kids. It's a team sport in which you have fun. Also, I've always liked being in a group. From there, I kept playing in various junior teams in Valgardena, 
where I lived with my family until I was 10. Then, because of my dad's work, we all moved to Milan. All the family moved. And I played there for four years. And later, I went to Canada for five years. I spent three years in Saskatchewan, where I went to school and played hockey. And then after two years of junior professionalism, I moved to a professional team. After those two years, I came back to Italy. I played in Bolzano for seven years, first in the Italian Championship, and then we moved to the Austrian Championship. And after that, I spent a year in Finland, playing my first Finnish league. In the end, I returned to Bolzano for, I guess, three, four seasons. And now it's my second season here in Renon. So let's say that I was lucky enough to start doing this sport for fun, and then managed to become a professional player and make a career out of that. I'm enjoying it at the moment, so I'll keep playing as long as I'll be having fun. dal punto di vista hockeyistico uh, diciamo che l'hockey è lo sport principale qua in Alto Adige Well, talking about sports we can say that hockey is the main one here in South Tyrol as well as in Veneto In Milan it was kind of popular but there wasn't a proper junior league We played up here in South Tyrol We trained maybe two, three times a week. Every time we had to get to Sesta San Giovanni at the outskirts of Milan, even the distance wasn't really ideal. Therefore, if you wanted to take it to the next level in this sport, you had to move abroad, basically. I mean, many of my former teammates or schoolmates moved either to Germany, Finland or Canada to play at a more advanced level. Because in these countries, hockey is actually the main sport. Being abroad was a very formative experience for me. I learned a lot both as a hockey player and as a person, learning a new language and how to get by in this world. In Canada, hockey is considered like football here in Italy. Over there you can play hockey everywhere. The stadiums are open 12 months a year. So if you want to skate in June, July, December or whenever, you'll always find an open place. While here in Italy, it's a bit more difficult. Maybe there are one or two stadiums open in the summer, but an hour on ice is very expensive. So that's a difference, a big difference. It's hockey season 12 months a year in Canada. Every time the first puck falls on the rink, the game begins and you feel the adrenaline. There are many amazing moments during the match. Either you score or you win the match, or you do something for the team. 
The only thing on your mind is the game. Io mi chiamo Alan Lobis, sono nato nel 2004, quindi ho 19 anni. Sono Alan Lobis, ero nato nel 2004, I started skating in Caldaro when I was four years old. Both my dad and my grandfather played hockey in Bolzano as well as in Caldaro, and my dad played also in Renon. So hockey has always been a big thing in my family. Since I was a child, I went to watch their matches, and this taught me a lot. Then I started playing at five years old, with the stick and in teams. I played in Caldaro until I was 16. Then I had the opportunity to go to Finland, where I played for three years. It was a great experience, both as a sport and as a life experience. I even attended school there. At the beginning, it was hard, for sure. I didn't speak Finnish, so I didn't understand anything. I also lived alone, on my own. That was something new for me. Doing grocery shopping, cleaning, and everything about the house. But after a while, I got used to it. My teammates also helped me to do these things, and so it got easier to be alone. While regarding hockey, I started in the under-17 category, in which I played a few games. Then, since the under-18 team was quite strong, I had to work hard to earn a place in the team. Unfortunately, the season ended a little early because of COVID. But other than that, it was a very good experience. I think that, unfortunately, it's a bit difficult to become a professional here in Italy. So, gaining some experience abroad can really help to get what it really means to be a professional hockey player and see how hockey is considered there. If you have the opportunity to train and play abroad, that's certainly an advantage. Dolomiti Sound Stories is a voice production for Dolomiti Superski. Narrator voices Margherita Menardi and Ulrike Innerkofler. Director Gianluca Stazzi and Paolo Barberi. Original music Gianluigi Gallo. Sound and post-production Gianluca Stazzi. Editing and additional post-production Alessio Abeli. Editorial support Elisa Cozzolino. 
Producers Andrea Maltagliati and Giovanna Surace English Dubbers Beth McCreaton and Marco Quaglia <laughs> <laughs>